to Tangential Diatribe, a podcast for two lads to talk about literature and current affairs and other things that pique our interest and typically go off topic on those topics. This week, we're taking a look at fantasy literature, the works of Mark Lawrence, KJ Parker, and most importantly, our pet peeves. And of course, Leif is going to hilariously mispronounce a name. Huh? I'm Ronan V, and with me, as always, is follically challenged man about town, husband, father, general know-it-all, Leif Shore. Leif, how are you? I'm fine. I'm, I'm deeply offended about follicle challenge. What? You're bald. Have you right? seen my beautiful, lush, very short hair? Hey, actually, it is growing a wee bit. Yeah. You're bald, all right? No. Why do you shave your head? Because I look ridiculous with hair. I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Mind you, you have quite elven ears. Yes, that I like. <laughs> do you? Yeah, it should be a bit more pointy, though. Yeah, okay, okay. That's why I said elven-like and not elven. <laughs> anyway, um, where we look at different topics in the fantasy genre, books that are coming out, classic books, topics that pique our interest, what we've been reading, why we got into fantasy, and basically anything fantasy occasionally sci-fi related although they are different genres and nothing annoys me more than going into a bookstore or a library and seeing sci-fi and fantasy books are there because they're not the same thing am i wrong ish in what sense ish all right so you have the portal genre right Mm -hmm. i cannot for life me figure out if that is fantasy or sci-fi because it's both well it depends if you're portaled to a fantasy setting or a sci-fi setting. Okay, okay. So then you have end of the... Because one's magic. Or it depends on what the portal is. If it's a magic-based portal, then it's fantasy. If it's a science, science-based portal, then yeah, it's yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. But then you have dystopian society collapsed, and then they built a fantasy world on top of it. Yeah, then that's fantasy. No? It depends how... They have society afterwards and stuff. If they got lasers, that's sci-fi. If they've got swords, it's hey, fantasy. Dragons have lasers. What? (laughs) (laughs) Basically. All right, you could have got me with um, a dystopian future where they've scientifically bred dragons, Mm -hmm. i.e. bloody Anne McCaffrey, dragons of Pern, I guess. Yeah. Um, So far in the future, it blurs the lines a little bit. Some of the Dungeons & Dragons dragons have the crystal version. They have basically lasers. Yeah, but that's through crystals. Yeah. It's different, right? Yeah, it it depends if it's science based uh-huh. or fantasy based or are magic dragons based. Not science. Sorry, dragons are clearly science based. Well, it depends again. Are they magic based or a dragons apparent? Which again, <laughs> I'll admit, they've been bred so your from point tiny is little lizards. There is both of everything. There's no there set is. rules. You could go uh, your man Silverbird, mm-hmm. who you know Silverbird, maybe uh, Mash Rapport and all that. Jazz were basically millennia ago. Um, humanity went out, colonized planets, and then planets got cut off, and oh, now yeah. they're in isolation. So you have yeah. different species and whatever on the same planet or whatever. Sci-fi. It's fantasy though. On the planet, it's it's fantasy because it's all magic based. Yeah. But it came from a sci-fi setting. So now you see the thing. You no, because that's all fantasy point. book. No, I, if they'd all gone there, been cut off. And it was a sci-fi setting. So the crux of it is, good books are good books. Yes. Well, no, that's not the crux of it. The crux <laughs> of it is, is a market difference between 
fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, we're confused though. Just read what's good. Anyway, this is good. Uh, we've gone <laughs> completely off topic right off the... How did you manage to do that? I don't know. I, I, I just think there's a fundamental difference between fantasy and sci-fi. Anyway, Leif, uh, what have you been reading recently? I've been reading <laughs> Mark Lawrence's uh, latest trilogy. Ugh. Or I think it's four books. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's four books. Uh, it started out with The Red Sister. Book of Ancestors is the series called, and uh, I really like the first couple of books. It's it's they're, they're all based in the same world, right? Yeah, but I don't feel it as much. But they they are like they're all characters, like the latest ones are characters from the books, yeah, previous books. Maybe. I read them so long ago, oh, the okay, first okay. ones. So yeah, I also read the I only read the first three of his thing mm. with the prince. Yeah, and then I skipped Prince of the, Bastards. Yeah, no. is Prince it? of Thorns. Prince of Thorns. That's yeah. It. The Broken Empire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I read uh, those first three. Kinda yeah. liked them, but not overly yeah. much. Not enough to read the next three. Yeah. Uh, but then I got interested in the Red Sister one because a friend of mine recommended it. Okay. And I said, okay, let's try it. And I yeah. really liked those. The beginning of those. It was really nice. Uh, and I just finished the last one and didn't like it at all. Yeah. And that's a common problem, isn't it? It a little bit. Um, I read the first three. Mm -hmm. um, thought they were fine. I had my issues, and I think we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, I then read the next two, which is a different series, but uh, I can't remember the name of the protagonist from the first three. Yeah. But he makes a cameo. In, Why would you want him? In, like, I, that, he, he was the worst part of those books. There, there's literally <laughs> a scene where he walks into a bar, yeah. and the second trilogy. I can't even remember it's a trilogy. Mm -hmm. But the second lot of books uh, deals with a coward, uh, yeah, princely exactly. coward. And they are opposites. Right? Yeah. yeah, So they kind of meet in a bar, and he's talking all bravado. But he makes a cameo, so they're linked. Yeah, but that, I could understand that. I kind of yeah. like that. So you have the 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 super aggressive one, and then you have the coward one. Mm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Right. But he, he's a coward prince, so he, people think he's brave because yeah. he talks a good game. Okay. And then he sees this kid mm. who's the. Prince of Thorns, yeah. who is just a child, yeah. but he's a dangerous, dangerous man. He <laughs> sees him and he goes, oh, I'll kick this kid out because he's causing a bit of trouble. Mm. He walks over, classic, they stare at each other and he goes, no, he's not worth it. And he walks off. So he recognizes why are you spoiling the books I haven't read? It, it's, it's literally <laughs> a very small vignette. <laughs> it has no bearing on the story. No bearing. Why would you do that to me? It, it has no bearing. I on thought the we story. were friends. It's a small. Thing, yeah. <laughs> anyway, tell me about the. Latest all right. Trilogy. So the the what what books are in the trilogy? All right. So Book of the Ancestors is Red Sister, Gray Sister, and Holy Sister. Okay. And who are the sisters? It's a monastery. Okay. Is it similar to the monks, like the band of brothers from the first trilogy? Because they were monks. Is it similar to that? Maybe because they were they were a band of brothers like yeah. that was his gang yeah and they were quasi monks I don't remember I read all of them but yeah. it's like ten years ago so anyway that's that's what they were so uh, they were parallels uh, this is a convent of sweet mercy for young girls raised to be killers and right. they used to be um, so they become a power of course okay. in their own end and they play a power game in politics okay some of the nuns do and that's how it plays out and it's following different sisters in that okay. convent and that's why I assumed it was a little bit on the side not yeah. connected to the world as such but okay. yeah it is later on in later books it is a bit and my main 
It's still worth reading. I do like the pace of those three books. Yeah. But as always, when it comes to trilogies, in the end, you have to tie up all the loose ends and the people that do it have too many powers and things feels weird. Yeah. And I don't know how... It's hard to sometimes point at the thing that makes a book really good and the other book mm. not at all. But that was happened. So the first two books I liked a lot. Yeah. And the third book I'm like, eh, not mm. into it. Can we just uh, talk about the world? So yeah. it's a dystopian future. Like it's Europe after a fall. Yeah, but I don't feel that. I know, but that, that's what it is. That, that's so, the yeah, same. yeah, I know, I know. Here it's, it's after uh, a fall, the world's broken. Here, no, here it's... Uh, um, Ship parts, yeah. That's this is basically a uh, uh, spacefaring yeah thing, and they yeah that's that's the thing or I don't know. And then they have this controller units for those ships, and it's like yeah, it's way out. Like <laughs> so, are you saying yeah to my expression, which is one of incredulity? Confusing. Yeah, it's still fantasy, but this is what he does. So all, all the other books were also past. Like they have old civilization that left powers. They it, have this. It, it's engines. after the fall of the world. Yeah, and this is kind of the same. It's set in Europe after the fall of the world. Yeah, but this is not. I don't think it's we can spoil same. the first three books because it's been 10, 15 years. No, you should not spoil books for anybody. Okay, I won't. Ever, but <laughs> there's. It, it's that classic trope of there are things left over from mm. the ancients mm. that helps them. Exactly. So, same know. here. Yeah. Okay. 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 But not good. What do you mean? Like the books, they're not good. The first books were. So it depends on your preference, right? Yeah. I prefer books where the, you can follow the protagonist, the protagonist gets powers uh, or evolves. Yeah. And you follow that coming of age story. Yeah. And after a while, that's not as interesting because they already have all the powers. Sure. And this happens in these books too. And that's why I kind of always lose interest at the end of the book. Is there a main protagonist through the three books? Yeah. Okay, who's that? It's a girl called... Uh... Yeah? Yeah. Gr Nona Gray. Cracking review. I know. <laughs> hey, I barely remember your name, so... Oh, nice. <laughs> Nona Gray. And you follow her. Mm -hmm. And her mates, basically. Is she an anti-hero? Because that's Mark Lawrence's thing, isn't it? Yeah. The hero is an anti-hero. Yeah. He's not a good. She's. Uh, well, at the same time, though. Okay, she. She's an anti-hero, and she comes with. Oh no, she's the weakling, and she doesn't have this, and she doesn't have that. Okay. But all of a sudden, she finishes all the trials and whatever. So. They don't have the powers, but they always ace things. Right. So, I don't know. What are the books about? I'm not getting a good feel for this. No. Like, what are the books about? What happens? Then I will spoil it. You don't need to spoil it. You can just <laughs> give me the main blurb. Like, okay. give me the elevator pitch for this book. Um... Okay, I'm sold on this already. Yeah, no. Got me on tenterhooks. Pause. <laughs> pa pa pa. So, like, uh, what what's the actual story about? 
right. take me from begin to end right. without any it's, spoilers what happens right. what's going on it begins with a tiny eight-year-old girl who get into trouble and end up at the convent classic yeah and unless the convent's gonna sell her to the warlord that wants her dead she have to join the convent okay that's what she does and who are the convent the convent is a martial sisterhood that trained killers of course they are yeah of course they are yeah and they have three different paths where it's a uh, sword stealth uh, other things good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um uh, it's about her journey inside that convent and then outside the convent and then as uh, she have to you follow her until she's a grown woman basically okay okay so and that's the three books what, what's the big evil the big evil is uh, politics outside the convent okay okay and uh, how to deal with the people who want to kill her of course naturally naturally it, does she turn out to be somebody important? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Ish. Okay. Yeah, ish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me ask you this question. Now, this question we always ask, uh, would you recommend this series to me? To you, maybe not. Okay. To other people, yes. Okay, why not? Is it based on previous conversations about Mark Lawrence and his books? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, the books are good the, yeah. uh, and he writes the same way yeah. I actually think this writing is better than his previous books yeah, okay. um, he's a good writer yeah that's of course he is yeah. otherwise he wouldn't have sold as many books as he yeah. did but uh, uh, I think his worlds are terrible yes his world I don't like it either yeah and, uh, and uh, it's not it's not sci-fi, but it's still sci-fi and it's still fantasy. Yeah. Mainly fantasy, but still sci-fi influenced. And yeah. those things pulls me out of the world. I'm not there to read that. I'd rather have a pure sci-fi book yeah. or a pure fantasy book. Sure, sure. I don't like when it's too mingled because it makes the mental loops harder. Yeah, yeah. And okay. uh, all his books have some kind of sci-fi element Okay. because of the world building. Yeah, sure. The ancients and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, lots remnant technology, whatever. Okay, I can I can I tell you my biggest bugbear with Mark Lawrence? Mm -hmm. Um, I'll also I'll tell you my favorite thing first. It's uh, he has a wonderful uh, visceral way of writing. Yeah, like you, you can imagine this. There's a in his first trilogy. There's a point where um, they have to interrogate a guy, mm -hmm. and the wee kid who I think he's like fourteen. Yeah, but he, he's big killer you know yeah. he's whatever um he's tw he has to interrogate this guy and he just walks up to him and he talks about driving nails mm. into his head i don't know if you remember the scene maybe it but it's fantastically written and mm. i believe it and i'm like yeah that would scare the shit out of you and you tell anything that's really good torture mm. his maps yeah don't make sense i, I traveling from a to b in his world i i, I don't get it I don't get it and it's a real problem with me because mm. you do you, you know you can write really well and you got a good flow but you follow characters yeah from A to B the miles that they travel of course however you do it you follow they them. all do those kind of uh, this leg of journey took two days and this leg of yeah. journey took 20 days sure and it's just writing tricks right yeah yeah but his don't make sense okay his, his places don't make sense in relation mm. to each other they never have for me I uh, kind of agree. Under the mountain thing was really confusing yeah. to me. It Under was, the mountain in the uh, first book when they were having to get to the yeah, top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. 
Yeah, it's just that, that's my biggest bugbear with him, mm. and it drew me out enough that after the second trilogy, or I'm pretty sure it was just two books in the mm. second one, but I was out. For me, it was like this. I like Grimdark. It's yeah. We both love Grimdark. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it really makes right. it more real, makes yeah. it better, in my yeah. opinion, because people can be Grimdark. Yeah, but don't don't overdo it. Yes. Yeah. He has a tendency to almost overdo it. Yeah. Also, um, the and then if the map doesn't make sense, the world doesn't make sense. Mm. Compare and also add on top of that the uh, grim docking being a bit too much sometimes. Mm. Uh, that's why I didn't continue after the first three mm. books. But um, I gave him a second chance, enjoyed the ride, mm. hated the ending. Okay, let me ask you this. And that's probably without this giving exactly, spoilers. Wait, wait, and yeah. that's exactly the same thing that happened with the first three books. I, I was just about to ask. Yeah. Um, there, there's this arc. Like, if you have an anti-hero, yeah, there's got to be redemption at some stage. Where, Why? Because okay, yeah. there does. Like yeah. in the first trilogy, I think we can spoil things because it's been too long. I'm pretty Don't sure. Don't spoil things. After the first three books, <laughs> no, right? no. But generally, with films, it's two weeks. And then you can spoil shit because if they haven't watched it, that's on them. With books, like five, ten years, come on. I gotta yeah, be able to spoil that shit. So. No? Maybe this is the spoiler warning. <laughs> Me going, uh, don't spoil it. And you go, yeah, I will spoil it. <laughs> Me battering against exactly. your little spoiling one. So. Oh, right. okay, there's a spoiler in effect. Yeah. Um, it, it's not really a spoiler. The protagonist from the first three books is like a 14 year old boy, he's a yeah. massive killer, um, he's an anti hero. But there's no redemption for him. Like he's still what he is at the beginning. Like his arc isn't that big. Yeah. Like his he, he doesn't even have an arc. He is he, like he's a killer. Yeah. Whatever. And there's rationale behind it. You know mm. his parents or whatever thrown into the briar patch. Mm. All of this his dad's a killer or whatever. You can see how he became that. Yeah. But there's no redemption for him. Okay. Yeah. Like he, he's still a remorseless killer mm. at the end. Yeah. And that's what he is at the beginning. Okay. There's a there's a good there's a good book uh, David Gemmel one of yeah. my favorite authors. His <laughs> book uh, Morning Star, yeah. where in it, it and it, perfect you know there's a rogue who doesn't care about anything mm. you know sleeps with women you know breaks up marriages whatever but he has redemption towards okay. the end you know where he becomes the hero yeah, but that people adds thought he was death. yeah yeah there's got to be some redemption and Mark okay. Lawrence doesn't have that it's grim dark and I understand mm. that. But even David Aber uh, uh, Joe Abercrombie, yeah. who I, I think is the master of Grim Dark right yes, now, I would say so. Yeah, his characters yeah. have redemption. Okay, are moments where you go, okay, they're not yeah. just that. No, they're not yeah. not all bad. They have yeah. other sides too, of course. But that's isn't that key to all? Yeah, Grim Dark. I don't think Mark Lawrence has that. Maybe not. Like the, the remorseless killer. Mm. There's there might be a rationale for it, but the remorseless killer. Yeah. You know? Okay. I can see that. Yeah? Yeah. But Would you recommend it? Not as much as Joe Abercrombie. Here we go. Would you recommend it to me? No. Would you recommend it to Joe on the street? Yes. Joe or Susan on the street? If you read most things, need a new fancy series, sure. Mm. Why not? But would you start here with Mark Lawrence or would you go back to the beginning? Uh, Bearing in mind that you might not reach these three. Yeah. I don't know. So for me, I know what I got. I, I, I basically went in expecting to not like it, mm. 
and then I got surprised and came to the ending, mm. right? Would you go back and read the two that you missed? Maybe actually. Really? Because okay. um, um, if the first two are good, yeah, then then I maybe skip the third. <laughs> <laughs> like this, yeah. like he's been consistent with this other series. Sure. Then sure, why not? Okay, okay. Because I'm kind of running out of books that I want to read. Yeah. And that's so weird when it's so many books being produced. So what have you been reading? Um, interestingly enough, um, I've come back and reread a series. I'm halfway through it. Uh, the Two of Swords by K.J. Parker. Okay. Um, it's a serialization uh, based in, I'm pretty sure all his books are based in the same world. Um, loosely connected. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. It might not be true, but they all read very similar. Um, it, 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 it's very interesting. There's, It's so hard to talk about this serialization of books without giving away heavy spoilers because the ending is what's very the, integral to what's the name of the books uh it's called the two of swords um it it, it begins mm. as basically uh the story of the bellot brothers who okay. are two generals in the east and western empire oh, okay. they hate each other and that's a good premise though it, it is because they're supreme generals mm the only person they could lose against is their brother okay nobody else could beat them and okay. while they're both alive it's a stalemate but you learn that there's a reason for the stalemate and the mm. reason why the war keeps going on okay but I can't go into it more and there's also another uh, player in the game called the craftsman and basically it's a quasi-religious order okay. where they collect specialist people so you could be the best liar in the world, okay. they want you. You mm. could be the best bowman in the world, they want you. Okay. You could be the biggest rogue in the world, they want you for their collection. You're definitely selling the books better than I did. Well, I want to read these now. It, 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 fantastic books. And when, when I first read it, like if you buy the whole thing mm. as one, it's fantastic. Because it mm. jumps. There's no central character in it. Okay. There's a central premise, which you only learn around about book seven or eight. Mm. Um, for the first five books, you kind of... Have an inkling of what's going on. Uh, so it's like the uh, uh, the Malhassan series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ericsson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're all like independent, but not. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So there's threads within threads. A lot of the time, characters are being described, and you've got to think back on other books. Mm. Um, each book's only like sixty pages like long. Yeah, sixty pages long. So you can read them. Oh, okay. It's like two chapters in each, mm. but they follow a single thread. They all relate together, and at the time, you know, they were, uh, I think, like, uh, what should we use? Like, we're, we both live in Sweden, but I appreciate that people probably won't get Krona, so okay. I use Euros, yeah. which I think people are, it's a little bit easier. So they were all like three Krona each. Okay. That's I'm sorry, three Euros each. Yeah. Um, which isn't much, yeah. but when there's 19 books. Yeah, it adds up. Yeah, it adds up, and you don't realize it, and that's... Uh, we're going to get into why it annoys me a little bit. Mm. Um, it's fantastic. Really, really good. Are they it, all finished? Yeah, it's done. It, okay. It's been done for a long time. So you can buy uh, you the can, whole thing? You can, I think you can buy them in three lots. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. So and, it's like a normal trilogy then? Yeah. And it, it's great. It's fantastically written. The characters are all fantastic to the point where each character doesn't get enough playtime. Because mm -hmm. like, characters will come in and then disappear. Okay. And you'll hear about them in the periphery through other characters, hmm. but you're like, I, I, I kind of want to know More what they're this. going on. Yeah. And I, I think it's one of the best things he's ever done. And I've always been a huge fan of KJ Parker, mm -hmm. except for serialization. 
Yeah, but I, is that a, a, a side problem due to online release, like due to Kindle Store or something? I, it could be. I think it's. Um, I, I can see why authors do it because mm. essentially you're writing a short story each time, and obviously that, that must be easier in some ways than writing a full book and mm. having to publish it, and you probably make more money. Yeah, maybe if you and, get enough traction. Right? Yeah, I think it's a money thing. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, we're gonna get into later why it annoys me in this particular instance and But why I went back and well wrote this. known so that he should be picked up, right? KJ Parker's a weird one. Um, I I'm a massive fan. I've read everything. Mm. When I've spoken to other people who read fantasy, he doesn't seem to be as well known. No, I bought one trilogy of his. Yeah, and. Uh, that was only because I was like reaching for things that I sure. haven't read, and uh, oh, let's try this thing. Yeah, and I happened to pick a bad one. <laughs> so, other, if that would have been a good one, yeah. I, would read, I would have read everything he made. That, that's the first series, though. It is, and yeah, you. I think mm. you picked the first series that he did. Uh, KJ Parker is a pseudonym of Tom Holt, okay. who's known for. Um, if you think Terry Pratchett, yeah. Tom Holt is that. Okay. Um, not as good because mm -hmm. it could be as good as Terry Pratchett yeah. in that genre. I think Terry Pratchett literally invented the genre that Terry Pratchett's in. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. There's but a couple of comedic ones before, but it's not that yeah. huge. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I perfected yeah. it at least. Put it on the map. Yeah. Um, but Tom Holt is that, but mm. KJ Parker is fantastic. Every book he writes is basically the same thing, which is, I feel is what if a psychotic person mm -hmm. tried to do good? Uh, but it didn't go well. Okay, yeah. And everybody misconstrued the good acts that the psychotic person was doing. Yeah, yeah. And I say psychotic. Isn't humanity like that? Um, possibly. Yeah. I say psychotic, but I always get I always get psychotic and sociopathic mixed up. Yeah. So all good leaders are sociopathic. It's the same. Psychopathic. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Psychopathic. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I can't remember which one is the one that understands empathy. Hmm. But doesn't feel it, and the one that understands empathy but doesn't care. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, but yeah. that's essentially what they are. It's about somebody trying to do good, mm. but it, it it's almost it's it's akin to what if an AI decided what would be right for humanity? Yeah, it won't go well, yeah. but it's the kill try. a thousand to save a million. Yeah, it's that kind of logic. Yeah, and that runs through his in all his books. It's somebody trying to do good, but good in the sense of. I, I can dispose of a battalion of soldiers because it's going to save my entire army. But that is true through all true. No, it is, but it's it's you get that, but that's generally not the hero. No, of course not. It's not well, because the hero would have saved the battalion and the army. Our, is Caesar a hero? Of his own memoirs, 100% yeah. he is, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Mm. In that sense, like traditional fantasy heroes are not people who would go up. Uh, I'm gonna sacrifice a thousand men to save a hundred thousand. No, of course not. Like in history, yeah, you know Alexander the Great, yeah, Caesar, yeah. they all did it. But in fantasy, the hero would not do that. That's why I like Grimdark because heroes yeah. makes no sense if they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, but uh, KJ Parker takes it to the nth degree. Okay, it, nice. it's always about that. It's always about the greater good, but mm. that being misconstrued. And mm. uh, people, like, he does a really good one called the Folding Knife. Yeah. Well, that is amazingly well done. I won't spoil it because it, it's a fantastic book. Mm -hmm. In the sense that, and his heroes are always. Um, you know, I threw out that book. You sh yeah, I, I think I reread it because you gave it to me. Yeah. You threw it out. But 
Have you read it? No. You didn't even read it? No. It, it's probably his best. I didn't have room. I need to move. And it, his heroes are always engineers okay. or accountants Perfect. or politicians. They're never... I need to read more of his stuff. You do, because they're fantastic and nice. they read really well. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, that, that's it. Sorry, I went and read this. We're going to mm. get into why I read it mm. in our topics section. Okay. But great books and that's what I'm reading right now. I'm about halfway through. I've read it, I think, twice before. Fantastic, fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Would you recommend it? To you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Other people? 100% yeah. I, I think he, I oh. think he's underread. I think he's underread. And if you want something in fantasy that's slightly off kilter, mm-hmm. like not... Why didn't the world grab me when I tried to read his festival then? It, it's not as good. I think the fundamental problem is if you've got somebody... His first book... As far as the, I can't remember, I think it's I think it's, it's like called mem- Memory or it's something. Shadow Shadows of Memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the fundamental problem with it is your main protagonist has no memory. Yeah, maybe that was. And so he he has no depth. Yeah. And you're following this person with no depth. Yeah. And understandably, and if you don't go through yeah. the loops. Then, yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the problem. And it, it when you read everything K.J. Parker has written. Yeah you realize that that book mm. was uh, Tim Holt mm. or Tom Holt I can't remember um, finding his feet okay. and as KJ Parker and after that he goes because okay. I think the Engineer Trilogy comes after that Okay, yeah, and that's fantastic okay. and you would love could that. I start with the Engineer Trilogy? Um, would I miss something? something? not at all like, as I say they're all set in the same world and I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere mm. like he, he said it in an interview mm. but they're all not connected Okay, like, occasionally you'll hear of a country mm. that is associated, or he loves it. Kind of makes sense yeah. with writers to do that, right? Yeah, so. he loves his uh, um, tribal barbarians yeah. in the distance who are a threat but never really impact. I never liked that though. It works. Okay, and they do in other books. So right. read it. Uh, KJ Parker, great. I will do. I'm going to tell you in a couple of minutes why you shouldn't read KJ Parker, <laughs> and why he's annoyed me, and I'm maybe out but so, anyway uh, um, that's it have you been reading anything else yeah what about uh, off fantasy off fantasy I've read um, I can't even pronounce this guy this is the weirdest name ever okay so it's Paolo that's yeah. easy right mm-hmm. Bacliaclupli <laughs> is there any chance you could spell that alright B-A-C-I-G-L- L U U P I. Okay. You Good. see that's kinda hard to pronounce? I'm gonna give this a go. Holy shit, yeah. that's a weird name. <laughs> it's a weird name. I'm sorry, Paolo Bacigalupi. Yeah, that's Italian, sounded, I guess. I don't know, but it sounded way better than what I did. Alright, so this is the author who made uh, a very famous book called uh, No. Yeah, called No? No, or called The Wind-Up Girl. The Wind-Up Girl. Yeah, and that is a... I feel like I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty famous book. Uh, got highly rated the year it came out. Yeah. And it's about um, uh, the world has gone to shit. Hmm. People don't live in... They live in flooded cities. Okay. And they have problems feeding themselves. So there's like... Uh, engineered foods and new foods and okay. stuff like that and it's about that world yeah and uh, I think Shipbreaker is kind of in a similar theme it's basically end of days world has gone to shit 
and on a coastal site somewhere the in the middle of nowhere. Gone to shit, hasn't yeah, it? I know. It's Jesus. almost like we're meant to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there's a, a little village of shipbreakers who um, try to scavenge things, basically, okay. and it's about those people there, and it's kind of interesting. I'm intrigued. Okay. I the, so the the writer is really good at feeling the tension of uh, climate change and okay. making stories around the predictions or worst case scenarios. Are they smacking you around the head with the climate change thing? Not at all. Okay, it's basically good. you're put into it and yeah. this is how we would yeah. try to solve the problems that we face yeah. in our day-to-day uh, -day sense. That's why they're popular, I think. Okay. And uh, I definitely would recommend them. The writing is good, the characters are good, um, and the world building is good. Excellent. And who was it by? I can't pronounce the guy. You did it on purpose, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Paolo Baclialupi. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Paolo Baclialupi. Whatever. Yes, search uh, for the Wind Up Girl. Yeah. It's the most famous book, and it's uh, the. Good. Really good. Good. This is... Have you been reading anything else? Um, I haven't, mate. Um, I, we were talking about this before. I, I got a bit of a brain drain. I went through a couple of months of reading too much. To the point where it all blurred. Um, so, so you read nothing? But I you read? <laughs> just literally KJ Parker. I'm reading the KJ Parker Two of Swords. Yep. I'm reading the original trilogy, mm -hmm. like we talked about. And I am reading something else on the Kindle. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. Why are you reading several series at the same time? Because um, the KJ Parker Two of Swords, because I've read it before and it's a serialization. Yep. So you can read a little bit. Take, take, a, take break, a break and read again. Okay, yeah. um, the original trilogy, because you gave me the books. Yep. And it's a it's a hard Threw book. them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret it. Maybe I took them from the bin. <laughs> um, they it, it it's a hard like it's an actual book. And when you get on the Kindles and things, yeah, it's weird going back to a book. Yeah, yeah. You got to take that with you and stuff. Yeah, I know, and carry it. Yeah. And actually, a, flip a page. It's, it's weird. weird. So I'm doing that and that, and then on the Kindle, mm. I have another, like it's the start of a trilogy uh, for the life of me. I cannot remember what it's it called. It's really good. It is not good. Okay. It is not good. I'm not enjoying it, but I'm the, f I'm, I'm probably 10 pages from the end of the first book. Okay. And I'm just booting it off because I know once I finish those 10 pages, I got to read the next one. You don't have to. I, I do. And I'm not enjoying it. I maybe next week I'll tell you, you what the book don't is. don't enjoy them, the perfect place to stop reading them is at the end of the first book. I know, but I'm a completionist. I, uh, I, I need. You have OCD, you mean? It's not OCD, man. I, it's just I, I want to finish it. Otherwise. Yeah. So if I put a, a Harlequin novel in front of you, with like. What's a, what's a Harlequin novel? Harlequin novel is a cheap paperback romance story with filthy not filthy uh, what's it called um, uh, vivid sex scenes I'd be all over that buddy I know you would yeah. and you would there's like I don't know it's uh, books made for I don't know Pred like adolescent El teens no no old uh, housewives wow want to relive the spark of the pink fluffy cloud of <laughs> Sex and excitement. Okay. Good. You've read a lot of these, though, haven't you? None. I'm sure you've read Harlequin books. Never. You've but I have them. a lot of friends who ah, read them. There it is. So uh, I used to have um, uh, lady friends who loved them. And yeah. Like go through them like I go through fancy books. Yeah. That's why it's interesting. 
Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I just... I, I... The demographic of those books are like stay-at-home moms that are 40 plus. Okay. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there's nothing wrong with a Jackie Collins. Hey, I've read Jackie Collins. Yeah. She's good. Ain't nothing wrong with Jackie Collins. No. Um, I can't remember what the book is, man. It's on my uh, Kindle. I could literally look it up, but I, I wouldn't recommend it. I haven't enjoyed it. Um, I'm not even going to look it up. I, I've not. literally got my laptop beside me. Yeah. It would take me but five seconds to look it up. No, I don't. Instead, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to spend 20 seconds <laughs> saying I'm not going to look it up because uh, it's just not good. So, I heard you have pet peeves. All right. Uh, so we're going to transition smoothly. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really good seg, but Leif just ruined it <laughs> with that, which is fine. So we're going to... Our topic this week is pet peeves in the fantasy world. Mm -hmm. I have lots of pet peeves. For a genre that I love... Yeah. Um, but that's key, I, though. Yeah. If you don't love it, you don't have pet peeves. Oh, yeah. You just be indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, and since we clearly are passionate fantasy yeah. readers... Because if you go through the reading list, I probably read, I don't know, 500 fancy books? Is that enough? More? I, I couldn't even tell you how many. I probably read more. I have no idea. But I'd say, yeah. Way more. Because you're old. Like, and yeah, we're old. I'm so 40, and you're about 40, I'm almost. Nowhere near 40. Yeah, close 40. Nowhere near 40. 40 next week. Uh, Done. Outrageous. Uh, nowhere near 40. You look. 50 though, but yeah. I don't look 50, I look really young Beard. for my age, nah. and my age is nowhere near 40. Alright, close enough. Yeah. So we spent a lot of years, and even if you go conservatively, yeah. if we read, let's say, 12 books, that's one book a month, Yeah. which is ridiculous because I read like four or eight books yeah. a month. We, we estimated it, and roughly on average, mm. I've read 50 books a year. Yeah. And it was the same with you, I think. Yeah. And it was more most years. Yeah. So, but on average, fifty books a year, and that's and I started at twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it, it it'll be more than it adds years. up. Yeah, it it does. You Quick. don't realize it'll add up. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you have an off year or two, yeah. it's fine. Like, so we are, we are passionate about it. Is I think yeah. is what you're trying to say, and um, that creates crazy amounts of pet peeves. It does. Yeah. So what's one of your top pet peeves? My it's not one of it is my singular uh, top pet peeve uh -huh. in books and we touched upon it earlier it's maps not making sense I can see how that ruins a book it, it really does I, it, do you know what it doesn't ruin a book Okay. because uh, one of my favourite authors Tom Lloyd mm -hmm. um, his Ragged Man oh you series. mean KJ Parker uh, that's Tom Holt ah totally close enough <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, <laughs> Tom Lloyd uh, the Ragged New Man names. series um Oh yeah, it it's similar to yeah. Mark Lawrence in a way yeah. that it is. Uh, well, no, it's not. No, it's not. That, that's an outright lie. <laughs> Fantastic series. Um, he's gone on to do other things, but his Ragged Man series, um, his map. There are times when the army or people move, mm -hmm. and the distances don't make sense. So okay, at one point I understand your complaint and mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. And another point I feel that you're silly. I, I, I can see that it's it's akin to if you pick up a computer game yeah. and the map doesn't make sense yeah. on a, uh, a conscious level you, you don't really it doesn't matter no because you go whatever it, it, what it is on a subconscious level yeah. it irritates you yeah. and you can't understand why is this annoying me like 
you know, because it, it's a very subconscious thing, maps especially, and I think that is what it is in fantasy. Yeah. It's not like I'm actively going, oh, geez, well, that doesn't make sense. He's only traveled 12 leagues, but he's saying he's, he's, yeah. he's traveled 100 leagues. Well, that that sounds like that. That, that, <laughs> that country is not exactly beside that, and to get from that capital to that capital, I know earlier he said it's 100 leagues, but it's only taken him a day, and I know you can only travel 10 leagues in a day. So That what's is going exactly on? what you're doing. But not on a conscious level. I know. It's a subconscious thing yeah. where I'm reading it and I'm going, it's making me uncomfortable. Like, yeah. And then you, you begin to think of it and it takes you out of the book. I can agree. I have an example that annoys me. Yeah. And that's movies. Okay. So I've trained a little bit of martial arts. Okay. And enough to know movements and yeah. how things and yeah. people move and weight classes and stuff like that. Mm. So whenever I watch a movie with an action sequence, yeah. and there's like a 40-pound girl beating 90-pound guys with fancy moves, I, it always annoys me. And I, I, they need to do it really well for me to accept it. I, I don't and it can destroy a movie for me. But that's, that's not the same as maps. It's, it's the same thing, because in your mind, that's you have like... Foo. Uh, that, that's that's what they named it. It's when Angelone, Angelina Jolie with her yeah, but it doesn't have to mass. be a girl. It could be a no, guy I'm, too. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. when she beats up like a 500 pound guy. Yeah, it's like you can have all the martial training in the world, but it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, or um, so if it's guy on guy. Yeah, that flashy fancy technique that he used is only to make it look good, but it's not effective in the way that you think. I think that's different though. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. So sorry, uh, we moved beyond maps to your pet peeve. I know. I'm just adding to your, and I can totally see how a so my specifically point, maps. Yeah, no, no. So my point is this: once it gets into your head, yeah. the way you think about a thing, yeah, can destroy a thing. Yeah. So uh, another th- classic thing is um, studying film. Yeah. Ruins movies for you because you start to analyze the movie you're watching instead of just enjoying the ride. I, I don't think I don't think it is that. It's I think it's it's a fundamental flaw in your world building. There, there, yes, I, I think it's both. Essentially, okay, it's it's people it's people writing and not taking enough care. Yeah, you could say fundamentally that's what it is. Exactly. But I, I'm talking specifically map building. Okay. Okay, because yeah. every everything else. There's could, so many fancy maps that are bad though. But there are. But there are authors who um, David Gemmel again. Mm-hmm. Uh, God rest him. Um, famously, didn't have any maps. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of fans books will put a map in, so you can chart the progress. Famously, he didn't until a fan drew a map, and he went, "That's a good map," and he put yeah. it in later on, and it was good. But it, his his travels always made sense. All right. Like when you were reading, most people, I feel like, who make maps or fancy books, yeah, they kind of uh, doesn't have topographic knowledge enough to build a realistic map yeah so they just make a generalist idea from their head well of course they're not gonna make sense and i i get that it's a problem if you're talking about if you're talking about um empires in your fantasy book yeah but you need a lot of action to happen you got to realize that if for an empire to happen on a fast horse it takes a week to get from one end to the other you're like the only guy who looks at map more than a couple of times reading a book I, i love maps i know yeah. And that is your problem. It's not my problem. Yes, it is. It, it, if it you overanalyze the map. It, it's not. Like, when I'm reading a book, yeah. um, I, I don't think about the map. But yeah. Mark Lawrence has this problem. 
Yes, uh, where it's, I agree. It's, it's the simple fact where to get from one land to the other, they've got to be a hundred yards away. But he would have that problem if even if there were no map in the front page. It doesn't matter about his map. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care if you got a map on the front so page. So is the world building making sense more? It, it's more about taking care and okay. going, okay, uh, uh, A is in X, mm. um, but he needs to get to Y. Yeah. Um, and I know X is however many mm. leagues, or it's always leagues. I think from thing. my main pet peeve is kind of similar, mm. but not. What's your main pet peeve? My main pet peeve is uh, thief guilds in tiny villages. Okay, okay. And that makes sense if there's enough people. Yeah. But if there's not enough people, then everybody knows everybody. And you cannot have a thief guild unless they control the whole thing. So, yeah. why I draw the parallel is because the people who wrote the story yeah. maybe didn't think about city planning as much as they should Yeah, have. okay. So, it's the people creating worlds, mm. not having enough info yeah. when they create the worlds right yeah that's that's very true so and that's understandable because they yeah. are busy writing a book they're not <laughs> actually reading up on things topics they never mm. thought about before do you know two authors who dealt with that really well uh raymond e feist mm -hmm. uh jimmy the hand his books um he had that because you know there's the thieves yeah. guild and he's famous for it uh when jimmy the hand went to a small village yeah and he, he was like, oh, I'll hook up with a thieves guild here. And it turned out to be one person. Yeah. Because, of course, there isn't. Like, and then there's KJ Parker, who we were just talking about it. Yeah. And you know how they collect people. Yeah. One of the main characters is a guy called Moosin, mm. who's like a thief. Yeah. And like an amazing thief, but an amazing liar. But he comes from a tiny village. And but he has this great conversation where the guy's going like, must have been hard. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, you're a master thief in a village of 100. Yeah. You steal something? Like, no, people, you can't sell it. No, but then Musum was uh, well. Of course you can. You steal like a hoe. Mm. Um, you shave that hoe down, whatever. Uh, you got yourself a bloody bow staff or whatever. Yeah. And you pan that off, or you steal something. A couple of weeks later, you bring it back to the person and go, "Oh, I found this." Yeah. So there are ways around it, but I couldn't agree more. Yeah, and even in big cities. Yeah. Uh, since they are always kind of turned into districts. Yeah. It's the same problem because you have a, a few amount, like if you have a limited amount of people yeah. and those people all know each other, they see each other daily, yeah. uh, putting up a mask won't, like you will still recognize the person. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, so many authors disrespect that or not disrespect but doesn't see that or doesn't mm. address that in some way if they do it's fine you can work around it as you said yeah but that's one of my main pet peeves fantasy genre with realistic sizes of villages yeah like you will get caught 100% of the time yeah. there is no warrants the city have to be really old to have a uh, network underground yeah like you can't have a if you go to a village of 10 farmhouses yeah. there's no s hidden layers sewer system. yeah no yeah. like the sewer system is there and if it's there it's full of shit nothing <laughs> else <laughs> and there's no room to make yeah. a layer like it's yeah you have to make it semi-plausible in okay. my mind so you can lump bars together which is yeah. pro, pro world building exactly peppy oh my god i think like you yeah what <laughs> here's is something that annoys me um escalation i agree um, escalation happening too quick yes not only too quick, but ruining the third book. 
Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, there was, I think we talked about this. I, I think the author was called Jenny Lyons. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not 100%. It was L-Y-O-N-S, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. It came out this year and it was talked about as the best fantasy book of the year. Never trust those. But I know, but everybody was saying it. Okay. All the reviews were like, best fantasy book in the year. So, oh, Jesus. Do you know what? I do, normally, I don't trust them. Yeah. And I'm like, screw it. I'll give it a go. Okay. Um, 100 pages in, their magic system had escalated so much that anybody with a sword or whatever yeah. was obsolete. Yeah. Like to the point where it was laughable. But it just escalated and escalated. 100 pages in, I was like, oh, so this is two magic users going at it because everybody else are ants. And I thought it was the war. Like, it's fair play to her. And everything should come with a caveat, as in, I've never read a fantasy book. I, I'm sorry, I've never written a fantasy book yeah. in my life. And that sh- writing is hard. So I it's know. easy to criticize and tear down. But. I have a nice example for that. Jesus, it really annoyed me. Uh, What's your example? There's a, I think it's a Russian author, Nick Peromov. Yeah. And he got some traction in the Swedish uh, bookstores because yeah. Russian and newly translated and the books are pretty good apparently. Yeah. But I had the same problem. I could not get through the first book because the magic system was so ridiculous and uh, if you had the powers, you could yeah. basically do whatever. You could shape the world however. Right. So why even... Then the book is done. There's nothing left. Pepe's like Escalation. We can also say magic. Because yeah. that was my next one as well. Yeah, yeah. Same there. Like, why even make... Okay. This is what I feel about magic. Yeah. So we moved into pet peeve number three yeah. now, right? Yeah. I, if you make a magic system that is all empowering, mm. then you basically made a superhero story. Yeah. And that else. Generally, superhero stories are made for children because it doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous, and it it, it doesn't. I'm arching an eyebrow right now. Yeah, so I know. Really agree, but go on. Yeah. So it just ruins the whole world building. Yeah. Like the best magic systems I've ever run into are based around elements. Some kind of logic, something yeah. that makes physically uh, physically makes sense. Um, like if you throw a fireball and it hits something, that thing will burn yeah. in a sensical way. Yeah, stuff like that. Like then, then it makes it more believable, even yeah. though it's fantastical. And that's how it uh, can make a fantastical element interesting, mm. right? But if you go fantastical and then super fantastical, yeah. then you ruin the immersion yeah. thing. There have to be results and consequences of magic use. Exactly. Yeah. There's um Remedy Feist does it well. There's a, a point where they're in Novindus, uh, which is the hidden continent of uh, Mithkemia or whatever. Um, and Nakor, I don't know how well you versed you are in Remedy Feist. Uh, Nakor is this like little magician who says there is no magic. Yep. There's just things, and you don't know how to do it yet, but you could. Anybody could do it. But he's uh, he's somebody asks him why don't you just attack that magician and he goes well you know I attack that magician another magician attacks me then a magician from our side attacks him and it goes on and on and on mm. he said and I, I feel like that's a that's a good parallel it's like they cancel each other out yeah so there's a rationale behind it, people with swords and shit yeah but if you yeah if you have all powerful then you just snap your fingers yeah everybody dead done yeah book over boring Woo-hoo. yeah right <laughs> 
Makes no sense. No, magic systems, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's why we both like Grimdark. Yes. I think that's why Grimdark does well. Down to earth, gritty, yeah. people in the trenches. Yeah. Makes more sense. If and you have a magic, magic system. Yeah, and if you can still have a magic yeah. system, but it's costly. Yeah. Or it's uh, affects yeah. too many people. Yeah. Sort of this uh, knock-on effects on your own yeah. people, stuff like that. It's easier just to do things with your hand. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's less cost. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good magic system. Yeah. And then it makes. I for all it's like I don't like. I, uh, I say I don't like it's playing with Sackovich. I'm not a fan of Tolkien and Lord yeah. of the Rings. I I just too I, lofty. Too, yeah, yeah. And I'm not a fan, but the magic system in that is good, hmm. in the sense that it's always there, and you're always like, geez, oh, it's powerful. Like, yeah, but they never use it. Powerful. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the good thing. Costs and yeah. the, you know. Or it's in the past, the path. Yeah, that, that's that's a good trope of uh, fantasy, which is oh, there was a lot of magic mm. a millennia ago, but it destroyed the world. Exactly. So you know? now it's like banned or yeah. yeah. You know? that's nice. And also, I like when magic is used cleverly. Yeah. Not. Um, so, for instance, uh, the cantrip system in D and D. Okay. It's nice. Because yeah. if you use that smart, you don't need any other spells. Yeah. But it's really hard to figure out yeah. how to use it smart, right? So you can get spider webs on your fingers. Yeah. And then you can climb the walls. And all of a sudden you have an amazing power. Yeah. But it's just a cantrip. Sounds like superheroes. I know. <laughs> uh, Brent Weeks does good magic systems. And uh, yeah, but Prism it... of Light or whatever series. Yeah. It's all light based. You know? And what prisms you can see, it's, it's very good. I would like to see it as a TV show. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. I always think, though, I always think of uh, oh, what's the actor's name? Uh, he did Dracula with Keanu Reeves. Don't know. Anyway, he was Drac. He's a famous character actor. Uh, I can't believe. I can't remember the Malkovich? No. No, no, no. Uh, begins with O. Don't know. Anyway, very famous yeah. uh, British character actor. He plays Dracula. Alongside Keanu Reeves' really terrible performance, <laughs> there's a scene where yeah, you cannot knock on Keanu Reeves. He's famous right now, and yeah, everybody Jesus likes him. Famous. Dracula is fucking awful. <laughs> but there's a scene where um, he's playing Dracula. Yeah. He's in a top hat, and he has blue um, framed uh, sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, but like the really cool ones. Yeah. And whenever I think of Prism of Light, I'm like, that's that's how they would look. Oh yeah, it's, sure. it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, any uh, pet peeve. Okay. Uh, this this is something that's intrinsic to why I went back and read KJ Parker. Okay. Serialization. Yeah. It uh, initially I wasn't that I was like I I can understand what to do it you know it's it's easier money it's a bit easier to write. He recently released a book called uh, Sixteen Ways to Found a Walled City. Mm. Um, I love the book. I it's, love the title. That made I, right. when I saw the title <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna read this. You you should. It's very much his book, okay. in the sense that it's. Uh, uh, do you know what the the main protagonist is a little bit more relatable? Okay. Um, sure. But it's an anti-hero, nobody a bridge builder mm. who defends a walled city. Okay. But it's a part of a series. Yeah. And at no point during the advertising for this or whatever, it it all read like it was a standalone book. Yeah, that's like, what I thought. Yeah, you do. Um, only until you get to the last two pages or the last chapter and you're like mm. well this can't end now mm -hmm. I, I'm confused 
and then you realize no it's a serialization so was this as prevalent before internet of course not no of course not no. so this is just a side effect until we balance everything out no before the internet you had short stories I've never read a short story ever really yeah like I, I don't like the format you haven't like an author you like you haven't yeah, tried to read everything so, you've read? no so uh, unless it's a book what about anthologies I don't like them either so I like some stories in anthologies but there's too many bad ones so I'm like yeah, yeah. then you just go to the authors you like no because if I start the book world. I want to read all of it yeah that's true yeah so and uh, I tried a couple of anthologies there's one I really want to try that's um, uh, there's a series now out with like um, something women and something dragons and something else and it and it seems like a good they picked the best of the litter basically okay and then made a, a thick book of those and those I've been thinking about reading but other than that I don't read those George R. R. Martin does good anthologies okay with uh, authors and they're like good good you know good length mm. anyway serialization it, it annoys me um, yeah, of course but it's releasing a cha- releasing a chapter or two at a time yeah I, I, I can almost see but it's basically Amazon and Kindle problem created. yeah yeah but without those monetization issues yeah you would not have read those books at all well, yeah I would have read those how would you have found them what are you talking so books isn't isn't some of those books only famous because they got released like that and no. made traction no it's generally um, you don't really find it with new authors they because release a there's, book. there's a couple of new authors who had no traction yeah released it on Amazon and Kindle platform yeah. and then got traction and then got published I'm pretty sure they released books like full books and they just had other books ready to go I, don't know, maybe. I, I think it's it's more established authors are starting to do this where they release okay. So a it's book, a, a couple of chapters at a time. So which, it's basically infected the normal book releases. A <laughs> little bit. Little okay. Bit. Like, it just annoyed me with this one book, yeah. Sixteen Ways to Defend a Wall. How many books is it gonna be? I don't know because they don't say. So I'm not gonna read it until yeah. it's all out then. Don't. Like, I I genuinely wouldn't because it's not it's not even a finished book. That that that's my point. Yeah. Like, release uh, like a serialization which is three books in a series yeah. it's a trilogy yeah each book is standalone almost yeah generally like you know there's a beginning middle end yeah but the overriding arc isn't done exactly that's a trilogy yeah. that's that's fine but it feels like it's in the middle yeah. of 16 ways to defend the walled city it's like one third e- uh even if it was a trilogy yeah. it doesn't end like a traditional first book of a trilogy okay. would end in that you know what I mean? You sort of just run into a brick wall. Yeah. You're reading, you're reading, you're like, oh, it's, I'm assuming it's done. if that's the case, yeah. then the second book should be out in like two months. Maybe. Not like maybe. three years. Like I sometimes. haven't heard of it. I yeah, haven't okay. heard of it. Done. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good segue into my last uh, pet peeve, mm-hmm. which is books taking so long to come out. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, are we the ones to complain? Yes. Lazily no. reading and oh, I want the new book. Give me the next book. It's like watching a TV show and being annoyed yeah. at the next week. It's the next show. Right. Are our authors obliged to release a book uh, quicker? Of course, of course, they're our slaves. Yeah, of course they're not. Of course <laughs> not. They're not obliged to do anything. Yeah. They release what they release when they release it. Yeah. I'm saying it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, you can obviously point to George R. R. Martin, where mm. who? It's been what, 15. No, it can't be that long. I got a long time since Winds of Winter. Like a long time. Yeah. 
um, and you're waiting a long time and he's releasing other books and you're asking yourself he's got an obligation to me no, to I me personally think. and I know he doesn't that's just because you put time into it yeah. you feel like it you have yeah. an obligation but he doesn't of course he doesn't you know release a book whenever you want you know that's up to you but it's a pet peeve yeah you look at uh, Patrick Rothfuss yeah oh, I, yeah Yeah, and he has a massive online presence with his world building and his so yeah Patrick Rothfuss um you see he's got a lot of other things going on you know like his world building thing he's a great online presence um, and you're just like just, just release another book you know stop doing all that release another book and I, I know he has no obligation and I know none of them do like you release a book when you release a book if you never release another book that's on you you know I'm sure maybe you've got four advances and whatever and you legally have to but good god I just release another book and it's pet peeve that's what it is yeah it's a personal thing of course I totally understand, especially when it comes to Rothfuss. I'm like, but yeah. at this point, I almost want the next book to fail hard <laughs> because it's gone too far. I'm like, yeah, nope, he's too good. It's it, it's not gonna fail. It's it's gonna be well, amazing. The two point five book was not good. It was alright. No, the slow regard of silent things or whatever yeah, it's called. Or the silent regard of slow I things. No idea. Um, it was nice. No, but that that was so written annoying. to be for a younger audience. Yes. And it was nice. It was annoying. Yeah, it was annoying because you just want uh, a real of stone or whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, any other pet peeves? I, there's hundreds. Yeah, there's hundreds. There's I have many others many. written down, but uh, I like fantasy, and I want to end liking fantasy. Do you like fantasy? It doesn't sound like. I it. know, right? Yeah. Uh, nah, I'm still gonna read fantasy until the yeah. day I die. Sure. It's not gonna be a thing I give up on. Uh, but yeah, I've started to, as I grow older, like mm. coming of age stories. Yeah. And that goes back into the power thing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, with the fantastical creatures, sometimes yeah. they come in way over the top and then just fizzle out into nothing. Yeah. So in the beginning, there's like this overbearing presence and then two books in they're like oh yeah this is the guy I give cookies to oh yeah it might have been a big, dra- big bad dragon before but nah nah, nah it's fine yeah, yeah. you know so like inconsistencies but that's generally for any author yeah. any, any genre right yeah that's true um, but yeah so we both love fantasy we'll continue reading um, we? yeah I think so um, what if you go blind uh, I don't know uh, audiobooks braille okay maybe yeah, yeah sure yeah so <laughs> there's always avenues there um Leif thank you very much thank, thank you. you to everybody who's listened uh from me Ronan V I'd like to say goodbye from Leif before you leave a uh, quick question um any update on the next Scott Lynch book yeah I heard that for sure 100% is gonna come out 2025 I believe it when I see it All right Anyway, Leif, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, from me, Ronan V, it's goodbye. And from Leif, Jor. Bye. See you next time. Oh, and before I forget, please remember that you can find us on Twitter, Tangential D, um, Facebook, Tangential Diatribe, YouTube, uh, Tangential Diatribe. And if you'd like to reach us, please send us a message on tangentaldiatribe at gmail.com.